people how's it going sunday here a little bit past noon pete davidson recording a rotobomb podcast for your afc and nfc championship game listening pleasure hopefully you guys had a good week um <clears throat> that was um record company bringing us in with off the ground uh trying to get my ass off the ground i took this week off and um as the week wore on, I kept thinking, you know, I got to get some work done. And then I just never did. Um, got a little sick. Man, I, the freaking temperatures, I, I've mentioned it to you guys before, but when I get, I get sick when, like, the temperatures start moving around radically. And, like, oh, man, I mean, we had, it almost hit 60 at my house uh, middle of the week, and it was single digits uh, at one point yesterday. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I can't take this shit anymore, man. But uh, I'm feeling okay today, and... Um, Spent a little time looking at the slate, uh, got a couple messages from folks wondering if there was going to be a pod, um, and that warmed my heart. I was, I was, I was moved that some of y'all noticed. So um, since I'm making lineups, I figured why not? Let's, um, let's, let's talk about what we got going on here. Uh, I'm just going to sort of go through these teams. Obviously, there's not a lot to talk about here. Um, it, it's sort of like one of those slates. It's like, well, do you have an idea? Like, I mean, the chalk is obvious. Uh, the guys you want to play are obvious. Um, coming up with a lineup where you fit mostly chalk in is not tough to do. Um, but once you start thinking about game flow and trying to put the pieces that work together in there, and um, when you start thinking about, well, I'm going to have to fade somebody against the field because, uh, you know, as I said last week, when you're talking about these short slates, um, as you guys know, throughout the season, I don't talk a whole lot about ownership rates. I'll allude to it here or there because I know a lot of you guys do care about it. And when I see it being you know, an obvious thing worth mentioning, I will, but by and large, I don't put a whole lot of stock in ownership rates uh, when you're talking about big fields. Uh, Now, part of that is because my process is fairly uncommon. I don't use a process that a lot of other people use, which leads me to some sort of low-owned plays organically. So that might be part of the reason I don't focus on it that heavily, because I just sort of get there anyway. Um, But uh, there's no doubt, when you're talking about you know, uh, literally a two-game slate, um, you know, ownership rates are going to have a lot to do um, with how you can move through the field to get to the top. Um, so you're going to need to find some original things, and it's tough. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it as we go through. Um, but the toughest thing to do this week for my money is finding uh, some original ideas that, you know, everybody and their mother aren't going to be on. So uh, I'm just going to start... Um, well, let me see. Actually, you know what? The way I have this page lined up, I'm going to... Uh, change this a little bit. Um, I'll start with Kansas City, actually. Um, Well, Tennessee, Kansas City, excuse me. Um, So looking at the Titans, uh, I mean, their defense at 2K, I think, has to be considered um, just because the savings are pretty monstrous. You know, if you want to play the Chiefs, you're looking at 3,100. I don't feel that much better about playing the Chiefs, and that's a lot of money on this slate. Uh, 49ers at 29, for me, would be the other way to go. Um, and then, you know, Packers at 24. I mean, any of these defenses really are fine. None of them are great plays. Um, so, you know, paying down to the Titans feels like a decent move. If I can sort of, you know, I think the best cost-related defensive play is 2,900 49ers. But, you know, I'm not really going to work hard to get to that. Um, 
so, you know, Titans defense, okay, whatever. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, next guy on the list for the Titans, 5,500 units. So, clearly, when you're talking about the quarterbacks, 55, you're talking about saving 2,200 off Mahomes. Um, and you're talking about saving, what, about 600 uh, if you go off Aaron Rodgers and you are only up 300 from Garoppolo. So, uh, Tannehill, to me, stands out very clearly as the guy to go to if you're going to come off of Mahomes. Um, no, I mean, who knows? The other game could go shootout. The other game's got a potential to go in a lot of different directions. It's got the potential to burn us. Um, but, you know, calling it sort of as I see it, as it lies going in, uh, Tannehill, to me, uh, you know, look, he's he's playing as well as the other two quarterbacks. Um, he's got some weapons. The matchup is actually pretty good, though. Uh, we'll get to the problems in that in a second. But you know, there's no reason Tannehill can't do well here. You know, his, his you know, some people might be like, well, he hasn't thrown any passes. Well, he hasn't needed to. Um, hasn't been in the game script. You know, I mean, it's, he's very capable, and he's been efficient when he has thrown. So um, this is a game where eventually Tannehill probably will get forced to the air. So to me, he's to me he's the pivot. Um, and I don't know how much I'm going to pivot off of Mahomes. I mean, right now I'm probably looking at just playing Mahomes a lot because why the hell wouldn't you? Um Obviously, you are going to gain, like, no edge, and you may put yourself, like, by playing Mahomes, now you have to find ways to differentiate yourself other than Mahomes, and that is going to be an issue, but, man, it's hard not playing Mahomes. It just is. Uh, but if you're not going to do it, and I think, clear, like, you know, I, I'm i going to find a way to get to, like, 70% Mahomes instead of 100. I, like, so, to me, it's probably going to be about 30% Tannehill, um, you know, and hoping that that percentage actually hits, you know, because that's that'll blow the slate open for me. Um, so Tannehill at 5,500, you can stack him. You could not stack him. If you are stacking, uh, you know, A.J. Brown, his price is almost bad at 5,200 because it's going to, people are going to just go to it. Um, I love Brown at that number. Uh, obviously, his touch totals have made him a little risky, which is probably why the number is so low. Uh, but in this matchup, it's a good matchup. The volume at some point could be there depending on how the game shapes up you know breaks out whatever uh it could arrive rather early so to me aj brown's you know price related is a no-brainer now game theory we're getting into a whole other area there right you know game theory says maybe fading brown is the way to go and if there's a guy out there who can come up light we've seen that he's a guy who can he has right so you know i think A.J. Brown exposure makes a ton of sense, you know, when you look at the cost. But, by the same token, if we can effectively fade Brown, that could be one of the ways to sort of get out ahead of the field. So, you know, the, the problem is I think he's probably going to do pretty well. Um, uh, one guy to keep track of here... Um, is Adam Humphreys. He could change the game a little bit, although I don't think for Brown. Uh, I don't think I would play Humphreys just because he's not 100% healthy. I think the, the, the off-the-map guys really uh, for the Titans are all there. I mean, Davis, I think, is, is clearly one. Khalif Raymond has shown that he can be one. Tajay Sharp could be one. Um, and I think Sharp is the one to, to go for, in my opinion, just because you can get so much you know, down to 3,100. So in certain builds, that may be a helpful thing. Um, I'm not touching Deion Lewis in this game. Um, Janu Smith clearly is a not a bad guy to look at in a GPP. Uh, Ferkser's off the board for me. Um, so let's go over to the Chiefs for a second. 
so talked about their defense, whatever. Use it if you want. I'm not paying up, I don't think. You know, I'd rather go 29 uh, and play the 49ers. Excuse me. So Mahomes at 77 is probably going to be my most popular play of the position. You can make some really strong game theory arguments against it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm definitely going to be building in some Mahomes and um, Tannehill lineups, basically focusing on this game, uh, assuming that the most offense will come out of this contest. Um, you know, when you um, when you look at the, uh, the Vegas lines, excuse me. Um, in fact, I'm just going to make sure I'm getting these right. Um, but, uh, yeah, Chiefs highest on the slate at 29. Um, but the bigger point is that with the Titans at 22, um, you know, this game goes, you know, over 50 points cleanly um, with the other teams sitting there at 18 and 26. So, um, you know, the game flow, Titans Chief looks better. The raw Vegas numbers, the implied point totals look better. Uh, you know, the... You know, this is the game I, I, I'm going to be in. Now, look, back to game theory. Doing a full fade on this game and going to the other game is a great way to differentiate. So, you know, you know, and I'm sort of thinking on the fly here, but, you know, maybe doing, rather than trying to sort of creatively incorporate, and obviously you can't do a lineup that is only one game, so you're going to have to put in some of the other game, no matter which way you try to go. Um... So clearly you want to pick a, 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 I'm probably, when I do my Mahomes builds, I'll take one strong piece from each side of the other game, try to get a little correlation going or something. Um, but, you know, well, we'll get to it in a second when we're talking about that game. But you, you can definitely, it's really tough to sell that game just from a probability standpoint. But from a GPP game theory standpoint, we can come up with some good reasons uh, to maybe focus on the other game and build some lineups from that side because just that focus in and of itself will probably help us get to more unique lineups. Um, the obvious problem, as I alluded to, is I don't think that's going to be the game we want to be in. So, you know, therein sort of lies the problem with this slate. Where we want to go is where everybody's going to go. Um, so it's finding ways, creative ways, to be just enough off of that um, heavily beaten, but also very chalky path uh, to find your way to some originality while maintaining a big score, um, and it's going to be tricky. So Mahomes lineups, uh, I'm not touching McCoy or any of the other backs. If I'm playing a back from uh, that team, it's going to be Williams. And look, the running backs, you know, I, obviously fading Henry is like, well, I mean, fade Henry, that's smart. But, I mean, what are the odds Henry isn't going to get the touches and go off here? And there's nowhere to go. I mean, you're playing Henry, you're playing Williams, you're playing Aaron Jones, um, or, you know, you can get involved with the, you know, with the San Francisco running backs. Um, but, you know, we're talking about three guys and then the San Francisco backs. There are not a lot of choices here when we normally play three running backs, right? So, you know, God bless you, Fading Williams or Henry or Aaron Jones. Um, you know, for me, Aaron Jones is the guy I'm probably going to end up fading. But, man, that's dangerous as hell, as we all know. So, um, you know, FOMO, as I talked about last week, is even worse this week. Um, so I think in a lot of lineups, I will have Mahomes, Damian, hoping for that hookup. But I won't be doing it in every Mahomes lineup. I'll get away from it in a couple. Um, and then, I, you know, I think the more I look at this matchup, the more it's like, you know what, you got to put Tyreek Hill in a lot of lineups. I think fading Hill is great in some. Um, 
you know, I think it's going to be really tough to fade Tyreek Hill in a Tannehill lineup um, just because they work so well together from a correlation standpoint. Um, but you could you could fade Tyreek Hill in Mahomes lineups. You know, you could do, uh, and that might be one of the best ways to hit with Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, obviously you need the game to cooperate, but, you know, going like Mahomes with and having like Mahomes, Damian Williams, and then the cheapest correlatable piece with upside, which to me is Hardman, right? So now you use Hardman to open up salary space. You know, Hardman is a guy who can go multiple touchdowns, have a huge game. Um, he, you know, he's a guy who like, you know, what would a bust out game look like for me call Hardman? Probably like three or four catches, but for 150 yards and multiple scores. So, you know, there's an, you know, an equally good chance that he's one catch for nine yards. So, you know, obviously he's volatile, he's problematic, but you know, that's one way to go about doing it, getting that differentiation. Uh, now, Demarcus Robinson would be another way to go, but man, he dropped everything he touched last week. It's so hard to buy into Robinson when you think, you know, while the team might go away from a little a little bit based off last week, where they've got Hill, they've got Watkins, they've got Hardman, they've got Kelsey, they've got a catching running back. So, you know, Demarcus Robinson, the money says he's interesting, but man, last week says I just don't have the guts. I honestly don't have the guts to do it. Um you know, Watkins, whatever, he's certainly worth a look. Um, you know, again, a lot of these, any cheap player on the Chiefs is a, a, a thin way to go after winning a GPP if you can handle the fact that you're pretty much flushing money or lighting it on fire. Um, but, you know, if that fire gets doused and the guy goes off, you're in a great spot. And could, could, could Demarcus Robinson catch multiple touchdowns? Yeah, he's got the ability to do it. Um, but, the odds are very, you know, stilted in the other favor, uh, on, on the other uh, outcome, which he's likely just not going to do very much. So, um, my preferred way, like chalky KC stack, is to me Mahomes, Williams, Hill, and Kelsey. Just play the big dogs. Um, one way to come off that, though, I think, is to fade Kelsey, use Kittle, save some money, um, and play Williams or don't. You can go either way on that, but then get off of Hill and go to Hardman. Um, that's sort of going for the leaderboard with the understanding that you might be not cashing now. Uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, so let's get over and talk about this, um, this other game. Uh, Packers defense, you know, they're okay. You know, they, they, they can get after the pass for a little bit. Garoppolo, uh, big spot for him. He's never been in a game this big. So I, I think there's some merit to the Packers D. Uh, on the road, though, clearly not a great play. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we're hoping for a Hall of Fame day. You know, we're hoping he does a whole lot better than the last time these two teams faced each other. This is not a great matchup for Rodgers unless we get some defensive breakdowns from San Francisco. They play, you know, to limit the big play. Um, and, you know, it, it, it really feels like a game where Rodgers is just going to have to nibble, 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 and hopefully come up with a big play here or two throughout the game and, and sort of do it, um, you know, is more of an aggregator than a big play guy. That's just sort of the way I see this thing. It's the way San Francisco plays. They get after you, and they limit the deep ball. So uh, Rodgers is going to have to be good. And, man, it's just I'm having trouble buying into him, you know. Uh, God bless you guys if you can. Clearly, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, clearly if you can find your way to rostering Rodgers, I think you're going to be in a great position if he goes off because I don't think he's going to be heavily owned. Although, yeah. Name value, but you know most of the people cashing in on his name value won't be putting strong lineups out there. Okay, now who do we really want to play on this team? You know, Aaron Jones clearly 6,700 units. Um, when you chalk that up, 
against the other running backs. Um, well, let me just actually let me just pull it up so I have it right at the tip of my fingers. Yeah, I mean, uh, eighty-seven hundred for Henry. So you're talking about a two thousand dollars savings from Henry to Jones. So, you know. If Henry's in your lineup and Jones isn't in your lineup and you're sitting there going, well, I don't really love this lineup. I wish there was something I could do. Well, you move down to Jones. Now you pick up 2K and all you need to do is for Jones to stick with Henry and for that 2K to give you a player that changes your lineup drastically and you could have a winning move. So um, to me, the Henry fade to Jones, um, if it helps you make that lineup work, um, it gives you two things. It gives you maybe more upside if Jones hits, and particularly if he hits while Henry doesn't go off. Um, but it gives you, I think, probably a little bit more of a unique build. Um, so let's uh, let's get back to that other sort. Okay. So you know, back to Green Bay, Jimmy Graham. I mean. Probably the kind of guy we should look at if you're trying to climb the leaderboards up to the tippy top. I just can't because he's I, he just looks so bad to me. Um, you know, Jamal Williams, I also think is not such a, you know, I think a lot of people try to be clever with Jamal Williams looking at the seasonal workload. Hasn't looked that way. A, Jones is the best player. This game is everything. They're going to keep their best player in the field. We've seen that the last two weeks. But also remember, Williams isn't 100%. He's still a guy who's had an injury recently. So uh, to me, everything points to Jones. Uh, like, you're playing Jamal Williams, it's almost like hoping for a Jones injury. Um, and hey, if you're doing mass entry, that's probably something worth exploring. Um, now, Devontae Adams, huge guy. I think if I'm going to fade a player, he's the guy. Now, I probably cost myself a thousand bucks by overfading Adams last week. Now, I had a lot of them in my lineups because I built a lot of lineups. I had over 20 Adams lineups. No, that's not right. I think I had over 15. But the problem was I didn't have him in the right ones. I just didn't do a very I didn't do a very good job. I I, I over I over Ferkserd in a couple places. And and it just it just it it, it 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 hey, it's on me. I messed it up. And the thing is last week I knew how dangerous that fade was. There were just some lineup builds I was trying to get to, and Adams was sacrificed more than he should have been. But I absolutely knew it was a huge risk. You know, I was just sort of hoping that Seattle would game plan Adams a little bit, and they didn't at all. They just they just let him abuse him. So last week, yeah, I think you can easily argue that I made a pretty big mistake by putting Adams in there only about 50%. Um, this week, I feel differently about it. This week, I feel like, yeah, he's still dangerous. He's still the guy they're going to target the most. But unlike last week, this defense is not a hot knife through butter. And I think San Francisco is savvy enough to say, you know what, why don't you go beat us without Devontae Adams? It wouldn't shock me. And I think this is one of the stud players that's priced up that could be taken off the board. I, you know, I, I think Adams, just via volume, will have a decent day. But at 7900 I think if there's a guy out there who's going to sort of disappoint at cost and leave us an opening via fade, I think it's probably Devontae Adams for whatever it's worth. I'm not saying this guy can't score touchdowns. Heck, he probably will. But, you know, can Devontae be 4 for 44 in a touch or 7 for 90? Um, you know, he can have that kind of day where, yeah, no one's going to be sitting there talking about Adams having a bad day, but not a guy you needed to have in your lineup to do well in, in a GPP. So, 
he's sort of the guy I'm focusing on. Now, if you're fading Adams, probably you want to play another guy. I can't see anybody on that team other than Lazard or, you're not going to believe I'm going to say this, but MVS. It's got to be one of those two guys to me. Allison doesn't have the upside. I don't think Kumaro's shown enough. So, to, and, you know, and obviously Lazard didn't do much last week and Lazard got banged up. In fact, I'm as I'm recording this, I am looking up Lazard just to see if anything new broke on him. Um, ankle wasn't listed on the final injury report yet. We knew that the other day. So, you know, probably Lazard is fine. I think he's the one to go to. 4400 is a pretty good price. Opens up them, some things. The other guys, you're just praying. Uh, at least with Lazard, as long as he's healthy. I don't think you have to pray. Uh, and with last week's disappointment, he'll probably be way low-owned. So I think maybe just straight fade Adams. But in some situations, you could fade Adams and then go with Lazard to make up for it. Or maybe fade Adams and just go to Jones. That's probably the better way to do it. Um, moving over to the 49ers, and uh, this has gone longer than I thought. Um, try to get you guys out of here in a couple minutes, because I know we only have about three hours to make these lineups. Excuse me. A little more, only more than two hours, so we got to get this up. Um, so, you know, uh, Tevin Coleman, obviously, last week was an attention getter. People will be off Mostert. Uh, Breed is only 34, so it's Coleman 57, Mostert 43, Breed a 34. Uh, I think the play I like there the most is Mostert, but, you know, clearly Coleman uh, is probably the, you know, if I could, you know, I think Coleman probably is going to put up the most points, but you have to pay for it. I think I'd rather just hope for the a Mostert explosion, some big plays. Maybe they ride the hot hand with him and I save significant money. Because we're talking about, what, $1,400. So, um, and, and, you know, then the other thing is to maybe not play a San Francisco running back. Um, but, you know, it, on a GPP like this, you know, maybe messing around with, you know, a lot of different San Francisco backs, just sort of messing around with them. Throw one, you know, in every other lineup and just hope hope you catch a little magic because you know look let's face it it's unfortunate that this is like a three-man backfield because if there was a running game we wanted to bet on after the titans it'd probably be this one you know um unfortunately shanahan's making it impossible on us uh kittle at 5800 i think is viable as a flex or as a tight end no problem solid matchup for him um Debo samuel i like him at 5500 manuel sanders at 4800 no problem sprinkling them in board at 4200 i think absolutely merits uh, some discussion as well. Um, so that's sort of where I'm at with the board. Um, as I said, I'm pretty much going to be building Mahomes and Tannehill lineups, probably with like a token uh, lineup or two with Garoppolo. Is probably the way I'm looking at it. Um, mostly going to play Derrick Henry, but I will throw in some fades. Uh, you know, I think maybe some of my fades will be like play Tannehill instead of Henry and hope for the game flow kind of thing. Anyway, um, this was sort of an impromptu um, Rotobompod. Hopefully uh, you guys got a little out of it. Um, and uh, I will be doing one of these for the Super Bowl. It'll, I don't know. I, you know That'll be more of a showdown thing. We'll have some fun with that. Um, and uh, probably next week, late next week or early the following week, uh, so we could have one dead week, a dead air here. I'm not sure if, if I'm going to do a pod next week. Uh, but after that, um, when we get into February, now there's one complication for me. I've got jury duty early in February, just FYI. So that could complicate the podcast if I'm actually stuck at the courthouse 
um, I might end up losing like a week. But apart from that scenario, we should start rolling out rookie podcasts uh, in early February. Uh, and that's something I'm excited for. We're going to have some guests. It's going to be fun. Um, so enjoy today's football. I'll see you next week. Uh, go out, make some lineups, win some money. See you at the top of the leaderboards. Be good. Thank you.